This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. In his 2002 novel, Wish You Were Here, Stuart Onan introduced readers to the Maxwells as Emily Maxwell gathered together her extended family after the death of her husband, Henry. Onan's 2011 novel, Emily Alone, followed Emily's years uh, later as she discovers her own hidden strength and independence. In his new novel, Henry Himself, Onan returns once again to the Maxwell family, focusing on Emily's husband. Told through poignant vignettes and written in Onan's trademark beautifully sparse prose, Henry himself follows Henry Maxwell, an honorable, hardworking family man from the greatest generation, throughout his life as a soldier, son, lover, husband, breadwinner, and churchgoer. The result is a warm-hearted portrait of an American original that subtly but unflinchingly reckons with the responsibilities attached to being a privileged white male in the mid to late 20th century. Stuart Onan is the author of 16 previous novels, including City of Secrets, West of Sunset, The Odds, Emily Alone, Songs for the Missing, Wish You Were Here, A Prayer for the Dying, and Snow Angels. His novel Last Night at the Lobster was a national bestseller and a finalist for the Los Angeles Times Book Prize. He was born, raised, and lives in the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Happy to have Stuart Onan join me here on Speaking of Writers. Welcome. Thank you, Steve. What inspired you to write this book, this series? Well, I, the, the first book, you know, it was a big book, had a lot of different narrators in it, and originally it was going to be all about Emily. Um, but I got in that sort of Tolstoyan mode where every character became fascinating to me, so I started following them wherever they went. Um, and after I'd finished the book, I realized I didn't really finish Emily's story. Um, so about eight years later, when I had time, I went back and thought, what's Emily doing now? You know, how's she getting along, and how does she spend her days? How does it feel like? to be her. Um, it was kind of uncharted territory, and this is an 80-year-old woman and her dog living on her own. And uh, I told my agent, you know, what I'd written. He goes, well, I'll call Spielberg. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a very, very quiet book, Emily. Um, and then about, you know, seven, eight years later, I just started thinking about Henry and how I've never told his story. Um, he's, he's deceased in those two previous books, so we never get to see the world through his eyes. And I thought, oh, he must be interesting guy to become, you know, Emily's husband and, you know, the father of Kenny and Margaret and the grandfather to all the kids. Um, so I just started thinking, who is, who exactly is Henry? How did he become the person that he is? And so I had to go all the way back to the beginning um, and discover who he was. We're chatting with Stuart Onan here on Speaking of Writers. His new book is Henry Himself. All right, let's talk about the characters here and the Maxwell family. How did you create the Maxwells and Emily and Henry? Well, I, I found most of them when I was writing Wish You Were Here, beginning with Emily. Um, uh, I knew that she was selling this lake cottage um, because Henry had died and she could no longer really afford the taxes on it. Um, and, you know, throughout the process of that, I discovered, you know, the sister-in-law Arlene and, you know, the, the son and daughter and then the grandchildren and, you know, that whole world, you know, the whole world of sort of, you know, upper-middle-class Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, I know that world pretty well. I'm, I'm from that world. It's, it's sort of my grandparents' world um, and my grandparents' neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, as you're writing, and that book was, a, in manuscript, that book was really, really large. And so you end up doing a lot of notebooking that doesn't get into that book. And then within the book, there are a lot of clues to their, their larger life and their, the, the extension of their life. Um, so that when I came to Emily, I had a lot of stuff already there. Um, and then in writing Emily, it was that process of discovery and finding all sorts of other things 
about her life and her circle there in Pittsburgh. Um, so again, by the time I came to Henry, you know, I'd been writing about this family for 15, 16 years. Um, so I, I knew a whole lot about them. Um, but again, for Henry, I had to start kind of all over again in his past and opening up his past. Let me see all sorts of other things that Henry himself has not told to anybody else. Uh, Henry's sort of secrets and, and his, his inner life. And I think that's what I was after. And Henry Maxwell, I mentioned earlier, member of the greatest generation. What's he like? He is uh, honorable, responsible, uh, hardworking, inventive, resourceful, loyal. Um, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's a very, very good guy. Um, he's definitely of his generation. Um, uh, the, the first line of the book is, his mother named him Henry after her older brother, a chaplain killed in the Great War as if he might take his place. And I think that sets the bar for Henry, Henry knowing he needs to live up to the legacy of his uncle. We're chatting with Stuart Onan here on Speaking of Writers. His new book is Henry himself. Stuart, if you had to say the book is about one thing, what would that be? Well, coming in, I thought it was going to be about you know one man's life and his view of that life. But coming out the other end of the book and talking with a lot of the readers, it really kind of turned into the story of a marriage. It's the story of, of Henry and Emily, how they came to be together, how they stayed together, and how they are together. In what way is this book you wrote different, if any, from the book you set out to write? Well, again, first it was supposed to be his life story, yeah. and the focus was to be solely on him, but she means so much to him that it's naturally about their shared time together in this very last year of his life. I want to talk to you a little bit about your writing process. Do you outline or you let the story unfold as you're writing it? Well, in this case, I had sort of the, 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 sh the shape of the book, the container of the book. I knew it was going to be his last year. So I wanted to begin sort of the beginning, the new year, um, and go through the seasons and how the seasons change for him. How does time move for him? You know, what do they look forward to? Holidays and times with the family, going on vacation to Chautauqua again. Um, so I, I knew I had that sort of framework for it. So I didn't have to do too many outlines. I did keep a calendar on the wall from 1998 when the story takes place, just to sort of make sure I got all my days right. And in terms of research, you didn't have to go far here. You live in Pittsburgh, born and raised, so you didn't have to necessarily walk those streets. You know those streets, right? Yeah, I know them very well. But the strange thing is this book takes place in 1998, which is, you know, a long time ago, and in terms of Pittsburgh time, it's a whole lot, because Pittsburgh now has, I mean, half the city has changed completely. Um, the other half is exactly how it was back in, say, 1955. It's a very strange city in that respect. So I had to be a little bit careful to not make it all the way, you know, contemporary um, and stay in 1998, which is a little difficult to do for me. Um, also, because it's Henry's life story, he harkens back to the 19, late 1920s and early 30s when he was growing up, and the city has completely changed since then. Um, and also, his father was an engineer and involved in helping to build the downtown of Pittsburgh and helping to wire some of the skyscrapers that, that went up there. So the way he sees the changes in Pittsburgh gave me a lot of opportunity to write about the changes in the city. My guest is Stuart Ornan here on Speaking of Writers. Uh, his new book is Henry Himself. Do you have a special place where you write? Uh, up in my attic. Uh, no, no heat up there, no uh, air conditioner up there, so hot in the summer, freezing cold in the winter. <laughs>
And what would you like readers to take away from Henry himself? I guess the, the, the feeling of how, um, how much is in every person, how much they've gone through, um, how much that they have you know, contributed, how much they've given to other people and to the world. I mean, Henry, Henry fought in the Second World War and, and was willing to go and, and die for it um, because he felt he had to. Um, and how, how everybody has that in them. Um, every person that you see on the show, every, every guy that you see is 75, 85 years old. Uh, they went through that era there, um, that, the war years. Um, and I think we forget about that a little bit. Um, so it's kind of interesting being here between Memorial Day and Father's Day. Um, and those are kind of the two poles of Henry's life there. The war, which still is within within him, is inside him, um, and he's not really talked about it with anybody. Um, and his family life as a father, the difficulties that he faces there. Um, this is kind of his sweet spot in the calendar for him. And what is next for you and your writing? I have no idea. Hmm. No clue. Uh, you've seen some of the other books on my shelf are all over the place. Um, so I expect the next book will be strange, and I hope a little, little quicker, a little faster. <laughs> this one took, oh my gosh, about three and a half years to write, and um, doesn't have that heavy, heavy through line, that dramatic through line. The one before this did, but so uh, I hope the next one will be fast and uh, fast and furious, maybe. Stuart Onan, the book is Henry himself. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Steve. And this is speaking of writers, uh, and that's Capital Region Sunday. A production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll all be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards.